This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally, Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Fist bump. Today we want to talk about how to be a good podcast guest. There is a companion piece on ChristophTrap.com, and typically we have conversations, but this is just one of these episodes where I share a written article with you, mostly read, some commentary added here and there. So let's dive into this. How to be a good podcast guest. If the onion can be believed, being a good podcast guest might not be that important. After all, 250 American, 250 million Americans still need guests on their podcast this week. That was an he- a headline in the satire site, The Onion. Of course, it's a joke. But what is true about the headline is that podcasting seems to be on the upswing once again. Companies are launching podcasts, sometimes live, sometimes recorded. Individual creators are doing it too. And many of them invite guests on to their shows. Some public relations firms now also reach out to podcasters to get their clients on shows. I probably, uh, well, I got three emails yesterday alone. Whichever way podcasts and guests connect, being a good podcast guest matters. But what does that mean? And how can you be a good guest? So here's really the foundation of what it comes down to for me. And, you know, I've produced over 600 episodes so of varying shows, and that's kind of my opinion, certainly. Number one, be easy to work with. It is not your show, your guest. If you don't like the show, don't go on it. If you want to make suggestions to things, don't. I mean, you can within context sometimes, but not in general, especially not in the first couple emails. Understand the style of the show. If you don't ask me, if you don't like me asking you questions, don't come on the show. That's literally the whole show. Like, literally, we're going to talk, and I'm going to ask you questions. Like, that's literally it. If you don't like that, don't come on the show. It's pretty simple. So let's explain these a little bit. There are weeks when I record three to five episodes of the Business Storytelling Podcast. Try to keep it at two to three, but sometimes. I have a process. Please let me follow my process. That doesn't mean I don't appreciate ideas and whatnot. I love collaborating. I really do. But this is the current setup. For example, I use Calendly to handle my bookings. Some guests try to get me to their system. Like, what kind of crazy setup is that? You know what I mean? Like, this is how I book them. This is where everything is. This is where the link will be shared. One time, somebody sent me a Zoom link. They were the guest, and they said, here's a Zoom link for our meeting. I'm like, why would you send me a Zoom link? 
Like you're not like you're gonna record it and send it to me. Like that's not how my show works. Please, 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 please. So my calendar link also includes all the agreements and details. For example, that I can distribute it on the TV network, you know, some of those things. And that wouldn't be in somebody else's system. But I don't know why sometimes that happens. That doesn't happen all that often. But when it does happen, it's kind of weird. Every once in a while, somebody I invited will ask all kinds of questions before they give me the answer. How many subscribers do you have? Can anybody tell me how I can actually tell all my subscribers across all these networks? It's nearly impossible. Google Podcast Manager tells me. I don't know that Apple. I think Apple tells me so I can look in Apple. Does Spotify tell me? I don't think so. Does Amazon tell me? I don't think so. Um, Amazon Live tells me, but not all shows go there either. So it's kind of interesting. What's the number of downloads in the first 25.25 days? Very specific. They heard that somewhere at a conference. 25 days is the magic number. 30 days is the magic number. 22 days is the magic number. 60 days, 63 days, et cetera, et cetera. I actually used to send my podcast media kit in some of those cases. In reality, what I found is that the more questions like that, that people asked to get started, the least likely they are to come on the show. The In, in general, think of it this way. You're invited to a dinner party. Yep, we're going to stick with the dinner party example. We used that in social media many years ago, and why not? stick with it will you ask what's for dinner before accepting the invite do i get to sit next to christoph or his wife will the kids be at home how many people do we expect it's kind of rude you either accept it or you don't you don't like the people you don't go if you went to do the last time with them and it sucked you don't go back if you have rules around being a guest, which is fine. I heard Seth Godin's rule, Seth was on the show a few hundred episodes ago, was that, or maybe still is, that you have to have at least 100 episodes. That's pretty easy for him to check, right? You go to my show, you see the number of episodes, boom, done. But if you need to know the average amount of listening time for listeners in the age group of 18 to 22, that is just putting work on the host. And unless you're some big name, don't do it. Make decisions based on publicly available information. There's plenty of it. Check out Listen Notes. It tells you how good the podcast is. Check out Apple. See how many reviews they have. You know, Whatever you, your, your arbitrary rule might be. Um, or I shouldn't say arbitrary. I think the, the rule Seth has with 100 episodes is actually a really good rule um, because, you know, you know they're committed. So, but anyway, okay, we spent way too much time on that topic. Understand the flow of the show. When it comes to the show, the flow is similar for each episode. On mine it is. And many shows run a similar model. I share stories and ask questions. My guest shares stories and has a conversation with me. 
I don't expect them to fill 27 minutes. I have some stories. Let me talk. Let me talk. An episode is 27 minutes in part because that's how long our slot on the DBNA television network is. We don't get to go for 35 minutes. Now, every once in a while, I have a very, um, I don't know, smart or entrepreneurial guest who says, hey, why don't we cover this topic in one episode? And then, you know, in eight months, we cover another topic, another. And, you know, if they're a good guest, I'm I'm actually open to that. So, so there is some people can ask questions and people can make recommendations. But if they were to say that on the first email, I probably would turn me off. It would probably turn me off, honestly. But if they say it at the end of a show and the show went really great, you know, so that context would work just fine. So now most of my most of my shows, I don't prepare questions. But when I guess ask if I have any questions, I could send for them to prep a bit. I do usually do that until they want to have a 42 email chain with me discussing the questions. Why would you ask this question? What's the point of this question? Did this question stem from a childhood experience? Don't have the time. But if somebody wants questions, I'm happy to write some down before the show, not during the show, not right before the show, but you know when we plan. Most of my shows are booked a few weeks out. So... Um, you know, that is not a problem. And I usually just add them in the calendar invites. So I see them when we actually go live because otherwise if I put them on a piece of paper or something, it's not going to, not going to do anything. Now, some other shows have different processes and that's fine, whatever works, but be aware of the specific style of the show you're going on. Um, I love when guests come on and tell me they just listened to the latest episode again to make sure they understand the usual tone and flow. It's not a requirement but certainly does help. Even if they don't tell me, it does help them as well. Uh, there's some other basics to think about as a podcast guest. I have an entire article on how to improve your body language on videos. So check that out on christophtrap.com. Your setup, if you go on podcasts regularly, have a good setup, buy a microphone. Seriously, you can buy a microphone for like 40 bucks, 100 bucks. When was the last time you went out for dinner and easily dropped a hundred bucks, right? So we need to get over this whole, um, oh, it's so expensive. A hundred dollar microphone is not that expensive. Plus you can buy way cheaper ones. Um, you know, get an arm, what I have here, so you can put it in front of you. Get a one of these things. I don't know what they're called, but certainly my setup hasn't always been perfect. And it's probably as close as ever now, but it took me a bit. It's okay to not have the perfect lighting or the perfect mic, but do try to get your setup to put you in the best possible way. I also think that production quality become ever more important as um, we see that increase in shows, right? So the more shows come out, the more production quality matters so that's why you want to have good lighting i mean right now i got two lights on me do i need two lights no i could have one right in front of me and then i got a couple of ambient lights you know to the side but if you are a professional and you go on a lot of shows i would really recommend to make sure that you have the right sound quality that you have the right um video that you have the right lighting that you that you're comfortable and that's another thing too is you know being comfortable is actually super helpful when it comes to 
your setup. So, you know, I have this gaming chair and every once in a while I'm on Amazon Live and somebody will say, what is that? Uh, you know, whatever they call, whatever they say, an adult child or something. I don't know. Uh, middle-aged man trying to be a gamer or something. Whatever. That's not the, what I'm trying to do at all. But these chairs are super comfortable. Okay. Um, sit with a window. Some other idea. Sit with a window in front of your face to get better daylight lighting in the case of video. My actual win window window is right there. So there's always some light coming in during the, during the day. Use the best microphone you have, even if those are AirPods. AirPods actually work relatively well. So once on the air, roll with the punches. A cat jumps on the desk. The garbage truck drives by and your window's open. Kids walk in. Just roll with it or acknowledge it or don't. On one episode, a kid, a child walked in and my guest just kept going. Kind of ignored the kid. At some point, the kid walked out of screen. Okay. On the audio podcast, listeners won't even know that somebody walked in because it was not acknowledged by anybody. So it's something to keep in mind, too, you know, that um, there's different ways to react to them. But, but at the end of the day, roll with the punches. It's all good. Keep going. Apply your ideas, your areas to the show audience. My show is the business storytelling show. And I love when guests say, since this is a storytelling podcast, here's how. We're talking about business storytelling. Don't start talking about something unrelated. We only got 27 minutes, friends. So, and then they give an example related to the topic and tied back to storytelling. Always keep that in mind. Who's the audience and what pieces of your story do they care about? And I think that's, you know, when I say earlier, I was getting on, on people asking questions that I think are, uh, potentially rude or at least slowing things down some of the questions are well remind me who your target audience is remind me who listens remind me of what you know some things like that so that really does matter once you're on the show be yourself be nice have a conversation talk conversationally have a dinner party Go with the stumbles. Mistakes happen. When the podcast is live streamed, especially, you just kind of have to go with them. Anyways, perhaps acknowledge them and correct yourself, even when it's later on the episode. When it's a recorded episode, pause and start over. Make a note for the editor to cut the stumble. And honestly, if you are going to do that, edit it. There's been plenty of podcasts I've listened to where they say, we'll edit this later, no worries. And then they don't. <laughs> like, the, actually, the whole thing is still in there. So... Something to keep in mind. Once, um, sometimes we don't catch a slip and it's hard to edit out. So happens. Be on time. Be on time. Can you see the trend here, the theme? Be easy to work with. Be there when the host says they need you there. Now, I will say, I think there is a little bit of an issue in the industry where creators book a show for noon. And then once they book it, they say, please show up 10 minutes early drives me crazy when doctors offices do that it really does so what i do is i book a show i start at i, I book the meeting for noon to one for example but the actual live stream doesn't go live until 12 15 um, or maybe 12 08 if we're ready to go but um but i give them some time so i'm actually booking the time for the time when i need them and i don't do what some doctor offices do um, there's no rule that you have to go live at noon. There's no rule that you have to go live at the bottom of the hour. So it's, you know, just kind of keep that in mind.
Once it's published, once the show is live, make sure to share it on your social channels. It helps you and it helps the show. After all, the show also took the time to have you an episode. Sharing is a bit of a thank you as well. So consider doing that if you don't. I I was on about 30-some podcasts as a guest when I launched my Going Live book in 2021. And it was really a great way to get the message out there without going on a book tour. I tried to make it easy for my hosts and follow the process. In they, they were widely varying processes, I mean, all over the place. And that's, you know, people can set their own process. That's fine. For my own show, podcast episodes with guests are indeed my favorite. I think they work. I think they're fantastic. I learned so much myself, and it's usually great to connect with experts or reconnect with old acquaintances. So make sure you participate. Make sure you're open-minded. That's, I think, really the gist of it, what I'm trying to say. Be open-minded. Understand different people have different workflows. Different people have different preferences. And just kind of go with them, you know? And make it a good show. Share your knowledge. Build audience. And win. Win. It's a win-win situation for everyone involved. I'm Christoph Trapp. Thanks for tuning in. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.